back to Judging Book Covers Podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast where I bring on two guests to read a book suggested by one of the guests. This week, I am joined again by Heather Webb and Alicia Harder. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> good. I think we're all a little out of it. This time change has been fun. Um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this week we read Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reed at Heather's suggestion. Uh, Heather, why did you suggest this book? Yeah, uh, so I read this book a couple of years ago, right after I went through a divorce. And so during that time, I spent a lot of time thinking like, well, what would have happened if something turned out differently? And then I read this book and it kind of has like that back and forth, like, an event happens and then it splits off like this is what happens in one scenario and this is what happens in another and it just kind mm-hmm. of was at this perfect time in my life when I was figuring out like who I was going to be as an adult woman I like that and so I really related to it a lot and it really resonated with me and it's a book that stuck with me ever since then when I read it yeah, I have to admit, I absolutely loathe parallel timeline stories, and oh, no. I blame <laughs> If Then for this, but I actually love this book. <laughs> Isn't that common? Because this is the first, I actually thought it was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other parallel, and I can only think of movies. Um, if Then was a musical. I don't know if I've actually oh, right. read another book. Because I can... Um, mm-hmm. Because I can think of movies, or, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, weird sci-fi I read as a kid that, like, there's a, like, trilogy involving different iterations of the same person. So, like, they were basically, like, one of them was, like, a boy and the other one was a girl, but they were, like, you know, the same person. It was just an alternative, like, alternative realities. But, like, they actually interacted and, like... Like, I, so it's either, like, in weird sci-fi ways and where, like, they enter, there's, like, that Demi Moore movie where, like, yeah. or there's, like, the, the real reality versus the wrong, you know what I mean? There's some kind of issue at play. It was really interesting to play, like, to read, like, just a straight alternative. Because even Sliding Doors, I think, yeah. one of them is not real in that one. Yeah, I've read a few where people jump realities, but mm-hmm. this is probably the first book that I've actually read that has two parallel stories. Um, I know I've seen that in a few movies. If Then completely ruined it for me. The like only reason I ever recommend that musical is because the original had... Oh shit, he's like all over the news right now. What is his name? It was Adina Menzel and the guy from Rent. Who oh, just accused oh Anthony, Rapp. Anthony Rapp? Yes. Is it Anthony is, Rapp? I'm not like a name? huge musical person. Um, but yeah, they're both in it. They both mm-hmm. star in it. And that musical basically is like a choice between a job and love. And I hated that. Like it played very oh, much yeah. into like a woman can't have both. Uh-huh. So when I started this, I was like, oh, no. Oh, I, was, no. <laughs> I was really, really worried about that, too, actually. Or I was really expecting it because like the first kind of I mean, it's all about the car crash. So early like I feel like really early on it feels like there's like the good reality and like the bad one right so like the good reality is like where she didn't wind up in the crash and the bad reality is where she's in the crash and I liked that it wasn't that simple same um how did it feel reading this again Heather yeah 
It was, I actually listened to the audiobook because I could not find my copy. I think I've loaned it out to someone and just mm-hmm. forgot. Um, so I got okay, the audiobook from the, from the audiobook library. Because <laughs> uh, that's um, what my library and, had. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't like it as much this time. And I think it's because I didn't like the way the narrator did the male voices. I can understand that. So it, just, it kind of took me out of it a little. But the, I was, yeah, the way the if you read the, did the same audiobook I did, the yeah, the narrator like when the way she did the male voices was really distracting. It felt like she was like mimicking. Yeah, like like it felt like you know if someone's like pretending like mocking like I'm a guy or whatever. It it felt kind of like <laughs> that's that. exactly <laughs> it. We probably like listened voices. to the same one. It, that was exactly what it was. But the same themes still resonated with me, even mm-hmm. though I feel like I'm in a completely different place in my life now than when I first read it. That's good. I'm glad it still mm-hmm. resonated. Um, yep. Yeah. I actually listened to this as an audiobook too. I, I oh, the, uh, I guess New York Library doesn't really have a copy of this book, or maybe it was completely like backlogged or something. I can't remember which oh, really? one it was. Because like Brooklyn, yeah. yeah, the Brooklyn Library too. I was really surprised by. Yeah. But it was just easy for me to grab the the audiobook on Overdrive, so that's what I did. Yeah, God bless Overdrive. It keeps me <laughs> so backlogged in books. Oh my god, seriously. Um, So a quick summary of this book is basically Mm -hmm. our main character, Hannah, um, after realizing she's been sleeping with a married man, decides to move back to her hometown in California. Mm -hmm. Um, She is out partying the first night, or I guess her second night back, and her high school sweetheart, Ethan, uh, offers her a ride home if she wants to stay out because her best friend's going home and in Mm -hmm. one reality she chooses to leave with her best friend gets hit by a car um, and ends up in the hospital and in the other reality she goes home with Ethan and starts a new relationship with him Um, I guess that's pretty much the basic the rest of it's kind of and then there's two different (laughs) storylines yeah and it plays out from there um yeah, I so <laughs> November I had a really bad car accident ten, um, nine years ago. So this book, like her entire, that was my favorite storyline was the whole hospital scene because like I remember having to relearn how to walk and oh, wow. uh, and having the nurse that like my nice ner- my night nurses were my favorite people because they would mm-hmm. bring me ice cream before surgery so did you have a wildly inappropriate relationship with one of them <laughs> no the i only ever had two male nurses um one of them was on thanksgiving and i ended up barfing all over him and Aww. never saw him again <laughs> and the other guy tried to get me to um try to tell me that i couldn't keep a christmas tree like my mom bought me like Aww. one of those that sit on a table, yeah, yeah. Christmas tree, and he tried to c- tell us that we couldn't have that. So, okay, so 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 that's that's where the uh, similarities end. Yes. No, I actually had great. My night nurses were named Megan and Caitlin. Uh, no, my mm-hmm. day nurse was Megan, and my night nurse was Caitlin, which is my little sister's name. So it was perfect. I couldn't re- mm-hmm. forget their names, and they were wonderful. And it made me realize like, I, there's this whole talk with the, one of the nurses about how. Uh, or yeah the guy nurse is like we can't reach out to them and things Mm -hmm. and I was just like I really need to like send them cookies or something it's been nine years they probably don't remember me but like at the same time I'm sure they'd appreciate it yeah (laughs) if if, if, like you're into that um I I did like how pro I did like 
it, it, it's cool how <laughs> this is gonna sound weird it's very pro-nurse and i feel like nurse and it like <laughs> it was like it humanizes them so like i feel like it does a good job of like being like this is a job this is a hard job but like they're cool you know what i mean it, i think yeah. they did actually a really good job of being like really pro-nurse that isn't like in a gross like they're the noblest humans and like the best people or whatever but also not being like it's all about the doctors no i agree yeah I guess it's kind of relevant because in both in both incarnations, that's one thing I thought was interesting is how similar the world, the alternative timelines were. That was another thing I was like surprised by. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of like alternative timelines are really wildly different, and this one there's a shockingly number of things that are really similar. Yeah, I felt like it was a good look at what is fate and what is kind of free will. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, there are uh, both times her best friend gets divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, best friend ends up with the same guy in both stories or both mm-hmm. timelines. She ends up essentially with the same job, but like, I I love that this was not a soulmate's book. I loved this was not like, and she yeah. chose the right guy both times. <laughs> Yeah, but there's kind of different. I did like that felt really true to life in a way that I feel like a lot, of, like when a lot of people or books or anything reflects on fate. It's like, oh, this is the best possible, and it's weird because there's a little bit of that. Um, the big, the big like final set piece, right, is the friend's uh, birthday party, and uh, her fiance at that point um, has that speech about like how an infinite number of universes, like this is the best one because like I'm infinitely happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I thought was a little bit weird considering the entire premise of the book is like, well, there's multiple ways that you can like wind up with somebody and, you know, be happy. But it was really, really sweet. It was very, very sweet. So. Yeah, I kind of took it as like, there can be all these opportunities and yes, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there is a better one, but like, don't focus on that at the end of the day kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's probably what they're going for. Um, yeah. Do you, either of you have a snack that you love as much as our main character loves cinnamon rolls? Ooh, maybe popcorn. A popcorn? Yeah, That's I'm good. really into popcorn. <laughs> popcorn? Yeah. That was such a weird... Alright, this is where I was wondering, okay, so would you class... I, I don't know how, I guess, you feel about genre, but would you classify this as a romance novel? You know, it's classified as chick lit, which for the record, I hate as a genre, like, that it's called that. Like, there's got to be, like, a cozy name for it somewhere out there. But anyways, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't take this to be a romance book. Like, romance is there, and it is a focal point, but... I, I guess I'm trying to figure out, there's... I thought the cinnamon rolls kind of hit an interesting kind of weird characterization or not weird but like characterization thing which felt kind of romance tropey to me as someone who's like not read that many romance books um but like um shallow is not what i want to say it that's like way more negative than what i mean but just like uh the way the characterization works is like okay she likes cinnamon rolls she puts her hair in a bun and like she um like oh is like a little bit unorganized like kind of as a whirlwind hurricane hurricane hannah is like the like the yes. thing that they keep talking about and like those are like the three main points that they hit 
I'm not transcendent, but you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, that is the character, and that is very much, like, what, like, everything around that character centers around, um, which feels like a genre, I guess that feels like a genre trope to me, but one that I do not know well enough to talk about. I would think maybe Beach Read would be a better genre. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree. But I think it, like, to me, it hits a little deeper like on the themes like unexpectedly Mm -hmm. like it seems like it's going to be this kind of surface level read about like who's she going to fall in love with and what timeline Mm -hmm. like you expect that but then like Mm -hmm. it resonates a little deeper than that and like I felt myself like really thinking about like I don't know all the times I thought like well what if this happened instead of this or what Mm -hmm. if I did this instead of this like would my life have been better or easier and I liked that at the end it was just like your life can be good despite like whatever choices you made that maybe were hard at a certain time yeah like you can still be happy like it doesn't mean like and I liked that it didn't lean on like oh she has a soulmate because I really hate when that happens like if it had ended with her ending up with like Ethan in both timelines I don't think I would have liked it at all agreed I it would have felt really cheap it would have um I was really hoping she'd end up with the nurse in both timelines, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Is it? Oh, oh no. I was going to say Ethan, but that that's not. I that, think it's uh, Henry. What is it? Henry. Henry, Henry. thank you. Yeah. I was really, like, I, I do think this book focuses a lot on her friendship and mm-hmm. what family is, I guess. Oh, definitely. But yeah. it, I actually will admit that I cried that she did not end up with Henry in both of them. I loved Henry over Ethan, like, hands down. Yeah. He was much better, I thought. It's it's hard, because I think the time jump, it... Like, I think the narrative device, like, it's really easy to make Henry seem like a really good guy, because their main conflict is, like, job. Yeah, and, that's true. And then, like, they need to meet back up their major conflict like her and Ethan's is the fact that she's pregnant and he's not and like that is totally a fair and like not valid but you know what I mean like that's a totally reasonable thing but then it's really really hard to then jump three months or whatever I think it's a three month jump when he shows back up and he's like I made a mistake and then to jump three years um it's I feel like I don't even know how if I were writing this I would be able to redeem that character but like that's a really hard thing to come back for from the, in the way the book's structured um because it doesn't really give them the space to have like a really clear conversation other than like you know like I screwed up and I want you back which is kind of what you got yeah I mean I'm glad he ended up being a good dad in the end um as someone who has like a stepdad that is one of their favorite people like mm-hmm. I always love when stepdads are portrayed in great light um oh yeah and you're right like mm-hmm. yeah Ethan had to deal with a lot more crap mm-hmm. but I, yeah I just think it's harder uh for him in the book to come back from that like from a character perspective because Henry looks awesome all the way through there there's does. no you're way right. like like reasonably abandoning even again like I totally am with Ethan on like that hesitation especially because it's only been like two weeks or whatever but like that's a hard narrative thing to come back from yeah I guess left your pregnant girlfriend I was just expecting like he would leave his pregnant girlfriend and she would somehow run into Henry and like when that didn't happen it was a little heartbreaking but at no point was I like Ethan you made a wrong decision because you're right she's pregnant Mm -hmm. with another dude's guy 
Yeah. Or another dude's baby, and, like, that's not his problem. I mean... Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot to take on. Like, you can't expect someone to be, like, 100% on board, like, two weeks into, like, this rekindling of your relationship. Oh, yeah. And I'm definitely not, like, like hating on Ethan. I just think it's a little bit hard to to give that kind of relationship and that kind of tension the space it needs considering it's right. like one of two two romance plots happening um what did you guys think of gabby i really the, loved the gabby <laughs> i do too um i loved their friendship so much just like how there mm-hmm. she was for her in both timelines like for each yeah. other they were just like 100 percent on board like you're not just my best friend you're my family and i I think it was realistic. Like, she went to the bar, like, on her first or second night back, and there was, like, friends from high school, and they all had a great time. But, like, you only have mm-hmm. a couple of people in your life that you are there for like that. So it was yeah. really nice to see that relationship. Yeah. And I love that she chose Gabby and her family over her own, which sounds I like was... weird things to say if you haven't read the book. But, like, yeah, yeah, her yeah. family moves to London and leaves, kind of leaves her there and, like, she kind of loses touch, so it's not mm. as drastic as that just made it sound. <laughs> I don't know. That, that I thought, was really strange all around. Like, her her parents, like, and I actually do think um, in the, uh, I feel like in the hospital timeline, because she, she actually had, like, a really good conversation with her parents about... <sighs> kind of, you know, how absent they were in all of that. And I really liked yeah. that. Not that I'm really profound family and all of that, but that was like an interesting thing that we only got in one storyline. Cause in the other one, it's just, they find out she's pregnant and then they're like, Oh, we screwed up and you should have, you know, moved to, to England. You should move to England. And then that's kind of the end of it. Um, did in both timelines, did they make plans to come back to LA? I know in the car accident when they started talking about buying a summer house or something. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I think in the other one they talked about like making plans to come back when the baby was born. So yes, I think. But it's not as much of an impact as you're right. The car accident scene when they're like, "We're gonna stay until you feel better," and the amount of feeling that she's like, "No, please just go." Yeah, like, and like, yeah, and like she and her dad actually have like a conversation where she's like, "No, I'm not that close to you because you guys were gone." And the dad being like, "I understand. We like really screwed up there, but like, I don't yeah. know." That conversation I thought was really good, and we only got it in one timeline. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, though I do really love the found family and how like they're awesome and they're in both in both timelines. I think yeah, both, like her support network's amazing. What did you guys think of Gabby and her uh, feminist, quote-unquote, point of view? That, I'm really wondering. I guess, okay, so this is actually a couple years older. I meant to look up the publishing date. It was uh, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so it's still pretty recent. I wonder if that that's going to be a hallmark. I feel like that's the thing that's going to freeze this book in <laughs> amber more than anything. I can um, see that. Yeah, I, I get it. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I I liked that she would, like, stand up for stuff, but sometimes it felt, uh, I don't know the word. The intention? Yes, force. The just, like, force. Like, there. oh, I'm a feminist, and I'm going to tell you all the time. Yeah. And, like, it's always referenced, like, oh, Gabby and her feminist, like, 
understanding. She always has to bring it up, but like in a good way, like, oh, now this is why she has to talk about feminism all the time. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, like, it feels a little like forced. I get the not that. It's like, I don't want people, I want people to talk about feminism, but not in like a weird way. If that makes yeah, any I mean, sense. Yeah. You know, we had the three characteristics of the main character. Yeah. Gabby's was, she is a powerful woman who is a feminist. And, like, really into dogs. Yes. Um, God, do not marry someone who won't let you have the animal of your picking. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, I have that is two... A, hmm. Yeah, like, you're, you have two cats. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's what I was about to say. I have two cats, and, like, I... Yeah, the, the idea of, like, picking a... And I actually had a... People, I know people, like, in the world, like, a former roommate of mine who have picked uh, significant other, others over, like... I mean, this is this is the desire for hypothetical pets, but like, I do not understand if like if that's a thing that's really important to you, to, to picking picking a person over like, like, and she really really wanted a dog. Yeah, that just to the point where if you're accusing your like husband of faking a pet allergy, you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at my dog who's curled up on a blanket right now. And sorry, he comes first. Oh, Charlie's so cute. Right? I'm sorry, your dog's name is Charlie. I yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know it if is. that was like top secret, top secret information. No, no. Charlie's <laughs> great. There you go. Yeah, I would pick my cat over almost anybody. Like, it's like my kids, my cat, and then like everybody else. Yeah. Maybe my kids and my cat are equal. <laughs> <laughs> they probably understand that too. But yeah. I think they pick the cat too, maybe over me. So. I think it was. <laughs> I did. I did like her. I liked her character arc a lot, except for I have to say I really, really, really dislike the I looked up an old friend from high school. The I'm high school really happy, crush. Yeah, I'm really happy that she's happy, but like uh, that aspect. And maybe it's just like as someone who had a really rough time in high school, the concept of going back to somebody who I was into in high school is just horrifying to me. Um, no, I I completely. Uh, that was understand. like the, I overall though I really loved her arc. Like I thought it was really really cool. The you know well I was only with this guy because we've been together for a really long time and that's what you do, and like I her arc's really really cool, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. I just wish it didn't wind up and I think they had to do that because like she's not the main character so like having her like extensively date or something yeah there just wasn't time yeah and I think the high school thing was a way to kind of tie it back to the main story a little bit but it was like that was my one issue <laughs> no I agree I, I have a hard like so I grew up with my mom met my dad in high school maybe earlier mm-hmm. and then my mom met my stepdad in seventh grade band camp and my dad and stepmom have known each other since they were five so like there was actually a good bit of time where like in my mid-20s where I was like well I've gotten through high school and I'm not in a serious relationship and like didn't realize how ingrained it was that I felt like I was going to find my one that early Mm -hmm. and um so I, I I do have I do think like in America especially like that is a bit ingrained maybe mm-hmm. not as much as it used to be like you know 
our grandparents a lot of them were high school sweethearts and things like that so yeah I, I see I totally agree with your point of view there's nobody that like I feel like is the one that got away from high school yeah and I'm not like I'm really not meaning and like I do really love like Gabby's a great character and her arc's awesome so this is just like a random nitpicky thing yeah and but it I... was a thing that personally hit like a like oh I'm not into this I liked it from the standpoint of the speech that he ends up giving and, like, explaining that he also loved her in high school or had a crush or whatever. Yeah. Like, that was great. But you're right. It could have, with the time jump, given, like, the time jump, they could have easily made it any guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I had, like, kind of the same annoyance, but with Ethan, actually. Um, Yep. I don't have, like, a one who got away, but I did have a serious high school boyfriend that I was hung up on for, like two Mm -hmm. or three years after we broke up Mm -hmm. but like now as a 30 year old I'm like oh god (laughs) like (laughs) I'm so glad he never came back into my life (laughs) like we're just Mm -hmm. and like I live in the same town I went to high school and it's very small I still see his mom at the grocery store sometimes so I'm always just like it to me I'm like I would not have reacted the same way if like my high school boyfriend was like oh I'm so glad you're here I would be like no like yeah, I mm-hmm. don't want to get back together. Like, I don't want <laughs> any of this. So, like, yeah, I didn't love that. Like, oh, my high school boyfriend is still like this guy. Ten years later, I'm hung up on. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I really liked Henry. It was like because she has the moment of like, well, if it was meant to be, it would have happened in the hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ethan, and he doesn't directly pine for her or anything like that. Like it's, I think it's handled really well on that side. Um, uh-huh. And, I liked, and again, uh-huh. yeah, you've got the high school sweetheart for those who want it. Yeah. I liked <laughs> in the other reality, like when they did wind up together and she was kind of needling him about like, well, would you have just gone home if I wasn't like, if I, or like, <laughs> what would you have done? Would you have gone home with someone else? And his kind of like, well, y- yeah, you know, I'm not going to pine after you forever. Like I actually, I appreciated that bluntness because that made him feel more like an actual human. Yeah. And like, or, you know, like an actual human with a healthy relationship to people around him. Yeah, he's definitely not set around in L.A., which is not a small town, like mm-hmm. waiting for her to come back. Yeah. And it didn't seem like they had been in contact really until she moved back to town. No, yeah, it, which is a little strange because he called her like that that morning, like of her party, and was like, "Oh, you're back in town, and you haven't called me yet." And I was like, "What? Are you guys talking regularly?" Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very strange. Their early on relationship, I found a little bit, yeah, because there's like the call or like I get that they're both really into each other, but like the early on stuff where they're kind of like rehashing how into each other they were. Yeah. I don't know. Felt very strange to me. And just like how no one has lived up ever since. Like, oh, I've been with yeah, so many yeah, yeah. and like none really of them intense. have made me feel this way. Um, I'm just like, okay. Yes, sorry, sorry all ex high school boyfriends, but like, <laughs> I, you're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've met people that live up and surpass. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> none of them are piney, but. Also, like, it's high school. Like, I feel like high school relationships are inherently messy and weird. And on the one yeah, hand, they're... the the breakup miscommunication felt like a very real way to end a high school relationship. Like, where he's off at college and, you know. But, yeah. like, the, the weird pining afterwards was, like, the thing where I'm, like, I feel like there's a version of this in the, one of the other alternative realities where, like, 
they meet up and they do like hook up and all that but like they're like oh yeah we dated in high school and that's weird okay what are you like now as like you know uh adult human now that you know we're not like weird awkward high schoolers anymore because no one's good in high school i believe just those no no one's best time no i agree like i look at people that get married at 18 and 19 and i'm like you do realize how much you're about to change not in like 10 years but like two years like things i don't know the 20s are so drastic mm-hmm. that i just yeah I got married at 22. Have either of you been married? Or, no. 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 So, I've been close, but no. Yeah, I'm from a really small town where it's super common for people to get married, like, right out of high mm-hmm. school. And so it was so normal to me to be, like, 22 and, like, oh, I'm finally getting married. <laughs> like, everyone's <laughs> already married. But then I was, uh, like, separated by 26 because I changed so drastically just in those, like, mm-hmm. four and a half years that I was married. Yeah, and it was like this is crazy like now like I have a younger sister who just turned 22 and I'm like do not get married until you're like 28 or 29 like at least like (laughs) you don't know who you are yet you have Mm -hmm. no idea you're a baby (laughs) yeah I uh there is a version of me in an alternate universe that did not leave small town Arkansas that is probably Mm -hmm. married and probably still in Arkansas and I'm sorry Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. My uh, uh, my my mom actually got married when she was twenty one, like right out of college, and my parents are still together. But uh, I love hearing that. I do love hearing these relationships that like last that through that period, um, because they seem so much rarer and farther between these mm-hmm. days. So like, kudos to your parents. I hope they are very happy. Yeah, and actually, uh, uh, two of my best friends actually just got married uh, this June, and they've known each other since they were, like, 18, which is not quite the same as high school sweethearts, but I feel like yeah. is uh, is not, not normal that uh, people survive that. I think it's so hard to, like, build a relationship when you're figuring out who you are. So, like, anybody mm-hmm. who can do that, it's pretty amazing. Oh, for sure. I agree. I did I did really like how refreshing it was to see in a kind of like love story a that there's not like the one right answer and b especially in like Gabby's case that like getting divorced is not the end of the world yes yeah I really loved that Mm -hmm. I love that they also talked about like being like screw it let's just raise this kid together Mm -hmm. um because, yeah, in one timeline, she's, I think we've mentioned it, but she's pregnant. The other, when she gets hit by the car, she loses the baby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, like, talked about, like, just sit up, settling down and raising the baby together. And I was like, if it ends like that, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. No, their friendship is really, really, really great. Um, and felt realistic. Like. Yeah. It didn't feel forced. There wasn't a moment of, like, when... When she finds out that, when Gabby finds out that her husband's cheating, like, I was really mm-hmm. worried it was going to be, like, one of those breakup moments, because, mm-hmm. you know, Hannah came, she was the other woman, to someone else, mm-hmm. but they didn't go down that path, and I'm yeah. very, very happy. It just brought up a little bit, and I did kind of like Hannah's willingness to be like, no, it's not the same, I owned up to the fact I made a mistake, you're being a jerk. Yes. Her ex was an asshole. Um, and I did really like the general premise of love is not an excuse for bad behavior. I agree. I, I think that is a good message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think there were so many times in this book where it could have been really cheesy and like over the top, but then it was yeah grounded in reality where it felt really just like real life, like how things would play out in the yeah. real world. Or like the hospital uh, grand romantic gesture. I was actually really, really, I mean, it was sad that that fell completely flat, but that is like exactly how that would go. Yes. If you were like running around the hospital trying to like hunt down this one nurse. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I do wonder how realistic that is. Like, how many people fall in love with their nurses and, like, if that is a real rule, like, that they can't reach out to their patients. I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Like, I I get the concern. Because you do, like, if you're in a hospital, you do have the potential for, like, uh, if you're a nurse, you're in a position of, of power over people who, like, may right. not have, like, the ability to fully consent or, like, you know, stuff can get weird. But on the other hand, like, in this context where they're both, like, grown-ass adult humans, it seemed like, why can't you give him his, your, can't, why can't you give, like, when you leave the hospital, give him your number. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like an okay thing to do. And when he got moved um, off of her, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he yeah. got completely moved out of her care, or he, she mm-hmm. was not in his care anymore. Like, couldn't he have been like, and here's my number since like, I got in trouble for being friends with you, anyways. Yeah, it's, it's true. You don't it's have to go to strange. a cinnamon roll store every day, like hoping to run into her. <laughs> yeah. I was reading through reviews, and someone said that they counted that it was eighty-eight times that they said the word cinnamon roll in this book. I believe it. It came uh, yeah. up a lot. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I love as much as she did. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think. Like, I really, like, I have a huge sweet tooth, and, like, I love pancakes and get very excited about, like, candy and stuff, but not to the level of, like, this. Yeah, same I can't here. even think of any food I eat with the same regularity that she eats cinnamon rolls. I'd be really curious about how many cinnamon rolls are consumed in this book. <laughs> um, maybe cupcakes, but, like... It's because I'm, I work near a Melissa's, which has those bite-sized ones. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I said I'm, earlier I really like popcorn, but I don't think at the level that she does. Like, nobody yeah. is, like, buying me bags of popcorn, like, on the reg. <laughs> like, like, I we will know you admit love that, it. like, occasionally I really want some movie theater popcorn, and we'll just, like, mm-hmm. pick a movie at the Alamo Draft House just to be like, and I want popcorn. I've seriously considered, well, like, going really to popcorn. a movie theater just to buy popcorn but not see a movie. But I don't know if they would let me. They do, actually. Um, really? I worked in a theater for a few years. We actually had people do that. Oh, that's great news. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you would not be the first person to ask. Um, Heather, have you read any of her other books? Oh, wow. Uh, the most recent one's the one I just added to my list, because I was like, this sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very readable and it's very interesting. Like, I, I, I was impressed with how well she managed to execute both. Yeah, uh, I agree. My they only, both felt real. My only other kind of gripe is, like, towards the end, there were, like, some conversations that were just identical in both timelines. And, like, mm-hmm. I wish there was a way to, like, expedite that part or, like, otherwise mix it up a little. 
but that's it yeah. and it's literally only an issue at the end yeah especially that party like you could see a movie um which i tried to see if the, the movie rights have been bought for mm-hmm. this yet and i couldn't find out um but i, I could like see like a good the, movie yeah, I could see the parallel easily. Yeah. So she was actually a screenwriter before becoming a novelist. And I oh, think really? you, yeah, or not a screenwriter, maybe a writer for TV, but something like she wrote for like in Hollywood. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So that makes sense. Oh, you mentioned Book of the Club Month. I just have like a quick note. I just mm-hmm. got the first my first Book of the Month Club box ever. Oh, um, nice. I've had it since January, and I really like it. And I actually saw on your Instagram, we got two of the same books. Oh, which books? Um, The Tom Hanks book, and then um, the Kristen Ritter book. Did you get that one, too? Yes. Okay, those are the two that we got the same. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, did Book of the Month for, like, one month, because I feel like there's a couple of podcasts that Book of the Month sponsors that I listen to. Possibly. And, like, I wound up with, like, two months of it. My problem is I uh, live in an apartment by myself, and I do not have that much space. No, I, yeah, I, like, one of my 20, what year are we in? 2017? I almost said 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, resolutions is I have to clean out my books, because I have so many that I just know I'm not going to read mm-hmm. ever again, so. Yeah, so I'm trying to... Like, I, what happens is I will generally get books that I'm curious about from the library, and then if I like them, I'll buy them, because <clears throat> I need to be strategic about, like, <laughs> space. No, completely understand. Yeah. Yeah, I've started, too, like, um, with Book of the Month, like, you can look at the five choices they have, or even past books, and ones that, like, I don't get in my box if they look good, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to own it. I'll get it from the mm-hmm. library, and just be like, that looks good Yeah, enough. no, I really want to read, um, is it, like, A Thousand Little Fires or something by Celeste? I, her last, does her last name go with an N? She, like, that was, like, yes. a Book of the Month one time. I keep seeing it around, and it's, like, I'm, I have a hold on it at the library that I'm waiting for. It's yeah, I will be one. buying that one. Her first book was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, because I keep seeing it, and it sounds really awesome. Um, I, like, literally know nothing about it other than it keeps, like, popping up, and, like, because I read a lot of, like, I read Lit. I think I mentioned this in the previous podcast, Lit Hub, which is, like, a, a book newsletter. Oh, cool. I don't think I know that one. Oh, Literary Hub is a, like, website, I think, but they have, like, a newsletter, um where it's like writing about writing but it or like it'll be like weird stuff it'll be like a weird hodgepodge of things that are generally related to books but uh uh, they do a lot of stuff where it'll be like if i start seeing a book around and that's what i've been seeing around i like get curious about it yeah her first one was everything i never told you Mm -hmm. which was ford briefly had like a goodreads audio book club where they Mm -hmm. would release a free book audiobook um it's like at first once a month and then it kind of became like once every six months and then they stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of theirs and it's like kind of, it's like a, a, the girl, it's about a Chinese family in Ohio and the middle child dies very early and then it's about like the rest of the family mm-hmm. dealing with it. It is depressing as can be but it is so beautiful and like as soon as I saw she wrote another book like Mm -hmm. it's been on my list I just haven't bought it yet nice so totally recommend Mm -hmm. um do you guys have any parallel storyline books 
or media mm. that you would recommend? Um, sliding doors is fun. I feel like <laughs> yes. that's an obvious one. Yes. Um, also, I cannot remember what's done with Demi Moore, where she's like a super high corporate exec, like high level cor- corporate exec in one world, and the other one she's like a stay at home mom with two kids in France. I've never heard of that. I haven't either, but now I'm looking it up. I have no, I, like, I saw it, like, it had to have been, like, easily, like, over 10 years ago. I don't remember it that, like, I really, like, the only thing I remember, I, like, remember, there's also, like, I think there's, like, a, a prologue and an epilogue where, like, the, like, in-between reality zone, basically she goes to bed, oh, she, when she wakes up, so, like, she'll, she'll go to sleep in one reality and wake up in the other one kind of deal. Passion of Mind? I, yes, probably. I, like, had no idea. Yes, it's probably that one. It might not have been Demi Moore. She's a literary agent in Manhattan. Yes. And then a widow in the province. Yes. Cool. Yeah, 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 that one. Anyway, I remember liking it with the giant disclaimer that I have seen it easily well over 10 years ago, so it could secretly (laughs) have, like, sucked. Um, Yeah, it looks like it came out in 2000, so um, it's got a good cast. It does not have good ratings, but that doesn't mean jack shit because my favorite movie one of my favorite movies has crap ratings so. and like it was like okay it also i saw it around the same time i got like super into like the matrix and all kind of like what rea- weird reality <laughs> stuff so like it, it hit me at a time when i was like primed to be into it um also i really like demi more um understandable yeah so uh but that's it i think yeah do, sorry heather did i steal sliding doors from you <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, that's definitely what this book remind or yeah, book reminds me of. It's sliding doors. So if someone's like, "What's the book about?" I'm like, "You know, sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow." <laughs> kind of like that, <laughs> but better maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> I was gonna say I think it might be better, but it also has been a long time since I've seen that movie. Sliding doors. I feel like one reality is like where she's in a coma. Like it turns out one of, like there's one actual reality. Oh man, I cannot <laughs> remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. It was on Prime for a while, but I don't know if it still is. Because I added it. I was like, oh, I've got to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I got to... I'm trying to remember the series. There's a YA series. It's not necessarily parallel Mm -hmm. or, like, one decision, but it's a young adult sci-fi series. I think it's A Thousand Pieces of You, where, like... She finds out that, like, somehow these five characters keep ending up together unless, like, one of them dies. Hmm. Um, but, like, it starts out with, like, someone has murdered her dad. Mm-hmm. And the guy that murdered her dad is, like, her soulmate in every other universe. Interesting. So, yeah. It's a, it's a trilogy, if I remember correctly. And gets a little bit cheesy, after the first one. It sounds like um, it could. I'm curious about it, though. It sounds, like, interesting. Um, I think I have yeah. it on my Kindle. Like, I bought it on sale a while ago, but I just haven't oh, yeah. got to it. It's actually, yeah, it's a really... I listened to the first book, um, Claudia Gray, that's her name. Um, mm-hmm. The first audiobook, because as they jump... So, like, one of her parents is British, the other's Russian. Mm-hmm. And they ended up in America, but, like something happens and sometimes they're Russian and sometimes they're British and but the audiobook actor does the accents wonderfully. Oh nice. So 
Um, I know there was like a young adult series I read. Um, I just had to look it up, but it was called Pivot Point, and it's mm-hmm. similar, but it's like she can see into the future. So like, her parents are like, "We're getting divorced," and she doesn't know who she wants to live with, and so she's mm-hmm. like, "Let me look into the future and see which one I should pick." Yeah. And I, I think I liked it okay, but I'm not. I don't know if I would say run out and buy it immediately. Yeah. Okay, it's hmm. got a great name. I'm going to add it. Yeah, Pivot Point's a good name. I have a, I mean, uh, this is not, not a, a um, book, but Oxenfree, the video game, is, like, the coolest riff on that kind. I Like, I really oh, like it. Oh, that's cool. As far as games. Um, so it's in the genre of, like, artsy uh, video games where, like, it, it, it it's less um the the kind of mean word for it is walking sim which i don't like because i feel like that sounds really like dismissive uh-huh. but it's like an art and you also have like a thousand choices so like basically you like are these kids kind of like in a goonie situation going on like this like weird island that's you know closed down like on a long like to basically drink on the beach but then things get weird but you can pick a ton of uh dialogue options so, like, there'll be conversations, and you can, like, you know, pick your response, and then that leads to kind of how it ends, and oh, that's, that's kind of the main plot point. It's, like, but it's, like, really, really spooky. I guess, warning, like, uh, I, I had a hard time sleeping after I beat it. Um, <laughs> What's it called? Oxenfree. Like, Oxenfree. Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to see if they have that for... It's what, on what, Steam. Uh... I believe it's... I think you can get it on a Mac. Anyway, but uh, that that is like a really cool. Uh, if you want like a video game that does like a cool alternative timeline thing. Oh, cool! This it. looks really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just looked it up. This is awesome. It's really really pretty too. Um, and apparently on PS4, I am totally finding this now. Oh yeah, I highly. It's also really short as far as video games go. Like you can beat it in a couple of hours. Yeah, we've gotten to the point of the year where it's cold, and I'm going to start hoarding video games because I'm not going out ever again. All right, well, I recommend Oxen Free. Added oh. bonus, it, like, takes place in, like, like the last weekend of summer kind of deal. So, Ooh. like, I feel like if it's winter, it'll put you in the good, like, non-wintery headspace. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I yeah. pulled it up on Amazon. I will be buying that later then. Cool. Um... So, Heather, what is the book drink yeah. for this this book? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say a really good white wine. I That sounds good. That sounds really, really good. <laughs> Paired with a cinnamon roll or... <laughs> so it has to be a dessert white wine. <laughs> 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 that sounds perfect. Um, no, well, seriously, thank you for recommending this book mm-hmm. because I definitely had a big no on this kind of plot device, and I'm very glad to have read something now that goes, okay, it doesn't always have to be bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and apparently I'm one of the few people that think this about If Then, so, like, if you're curious, go see it. I don't know if it's still touring. I know it was last year. Um but uh, what will you guys be reading next? Um, I'm actually still making my way through uh, The Rules of Magic. Okay. Which is the prequel to Practical Magic. How the, is that? The Alice Hoffman movie, or book that is, that you know, is the basis for the movie Practical Magic. 
which I love that movie. And to bring um, it around, I think it's a book of the month book. <laughs> oh, oh, it is, it is, it is, it is actually. Um, I uh, so so given the kind of tragic narrative of the Owens women, who are the you know main people in Practical Magic, you know this is not going to go super great <laughs> for them. So I've been kind of like reading it in chunks, where I'm like, okay, this is like a little bit too. I mean, it's not. I, this is making it sound way more dour than it is. Just like as someone who tends to get like really really invested in book people. Um, I like, I like, I hit the point where it's like, I need, I need to take a, you know, little, little breather into something like what is not so sad to my main characters because they're just delightful people. And it centers around the aunts who are my favorite characters in Practical Magic. So yeah, I just, I just don't like seeing them suffer. (laughs) I totally get. (laughs) Um, so yeah, but it's, it's really good so far and I do really like Alice Hoffman. So. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, I definitely have it on my list, which is 600 books long. So Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like one of those things where, like, I personally, um, I will also be super sacrilegious, but I actually think this is kind of a common line. I kind of prefer the movie adaptation to the book for Practical Magic. You're not the first person who yeah, say I, that. So. That's, yeah, but, like, I feel bad because normally, normally the book's better. <laughs> and I do really like Alice Hoffman. I just... uh. Stockard Channing and Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a better cast than what they had. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what about you, Heather? What are you going to be reading next? Um, right now I'm reading The Royal We, and it's about an American who falls in love with a prince. So kind of like a Kate Middleton type story. I got it from the library. I saw it on a blog, and I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> So, yes, someone mm-hmm. else has mentioned that to me recently. How is it? I Yeah, I like it so far. I think I'm like 100 pages in. And she has like a twin. And I'm always kind of, I have twin daughters, so I'm always like, oh, yeah. Oh. Let me read about twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I have twin siblings. I, you are, God, no, moms of twins, like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> like, well, right now they're very into like anime and comic books. Like they were Sailor Moon for and Sailor Jupiter for Halloween. Oh, oh that's shit, your adorable. kids are the coolest. They are awesome. So <laughs> if you have any like comic or anime suggestions, you can definitely send them my way. How old um, are, are they? they? They're yeah, seven, how old are they? They're, they're seven years old. So so far they've been like really into Pokemon, really into Sailor mm-hmm. Moon, and then they watch something on Hulu called In- Inuyasha. Oh, oh well, that thing has like a, a thousand thousand million seasons. <laughs> I don't know much about it. Like I, I'm not super into anime, but I like that they are, and they're like I'm just like yeah, I'll be supportive. I'll buy you all the comics you want. Like just tell me what you want. Uh-huh. So are they reading Paper Girls already? Oh, Paper Girls no, is delightful. I I've read Paper Girls and I liked it, but I wasn't sure if it was like age appropriate. They've read um, Lumberjanes. Have you guys oh, read Lumberjanes? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And um. Squirrel Girl. They're really yeah. bad. Perfect. And then Morgan read one called uh, Dog Man, which is like about a dog police officer. I think it's a little younger mm-hmm. than the yeah, other I two. Yeah, I that one. <laughs> um, but those are ones that they really like. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Most of my comics are dark and twisty yeah, and involved. There, and then Emily reads like the Sailor Moon manga. Like we order it mm-hmm. like on Amazon oh, and she just awesome. reads the manga. So we're on like yeah. the third one now, and there's like twelve or fourteen. I can't remember. 
That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. They're um, way cooler than I am, so. <laughs> the only anime that I feel like I can recommend that's not too mature was uh, uh, Boys Over Flowers, Hannah Yorodongo. Oh, yeah. um, which is like, it's a high school one. Mm-hmm. Um if they want like a weird one that I got really into in college, uh, I'll write it out for you because it's kind of early. Like, I'll like, I'll I'll include like how it's written. Moyashimon, which is de- was definitely on Hulu a while ago. If it's still there, it's about it's about a kid who goes to agricultural school, but he comes from a family that makes sake. Also, he has a superpower where he can see microbes. So it's kind of oh, like Pokemon. Well, so so like they do like these really really cute kind of Pokemon as characters that are based off of like what microbes look like. I don't know if I'm making it sound boring or not. It's adorable. No, it and sounds deli- fascinating. It's adorable and delightful. And if like you're and like it has the added bonus of like being science themed. Oh yeah, they would like that. Someone recommended to me yesterday at my new job the art of Ranma, a half or one half. Oh I don't know yeah. How as like one they might like. Hmm. And then we looked up, like, yeah, a comic know. store in St. Louis that we could go to so they could, like, use their allowance to buy comic books. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That makes me so happy. I cannot get my siblings to read comic books as much as I keep trying. <laughs> so, for this podcast, the next book we are reading um, uh, is Grey by E.L. James. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> um, I will be having a... Ryan Alexander and Vicky Crossan on. Um, oh, Alicia. sorry. I was going to say, like you know them. <laughs> people I know. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a funny story as to why we're reading Grey. Yeah. None of us have read it. Uh, yeah, I was going to so. say, I have to, I have, I was like, I was going to say, neither yeah, of it w- seemed like, you, no no offense to people who are like huge E.L. Yeah, e. James fans. I just would not expect that from them. No, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, they are, yeah. they're, they're great people, as are you two, and both of you do things on the internet, so mm-hmm. please promote yourself. I, I uh, host a podcast, or co-host, called That Gay Shit, where we talk about pop culture through a uh, gay lens. I think the episode that should be going up soon, we talk about Riverdale. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Season one or season one and season two? Season one. We recorded, okay. so we have, like, a backlog that we, like, release. Okay. So it'd be season one, though we should do an update on season two. Maybe after yeah, season two is done, because we're, like, in the middle of season two right now. Yeah, and from what I understand, I haven't watched any of season two yet, but apparently it takes a nice gay twist, <laughs> like, from what I've seen posted on Facebook. <laughs> that show is just, it's it's a... It's an exciting adventure that I can't really recommend to anyone with a good, with a, like a clear conscience, but I love it, so. I do too. It's awful, but it's so wonderful. Yeah. It's one of those, like, when you start it, you're going to want to be like, what the hell is this I need mm-hmm. to finish? Yeah. It's a um, mess, but it's delightful. Anyway. <laughs> so Riverdale's next? Yeah. And oh yeah, you can find us and on RSS feeds or uh, I think we're on Twitter at that gay pod or that. Yeah, gay I think ship. I found your. We have Facebook a Facebook and Twitter. Group. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a WordPress. Very cool. Yeah. 
What, what about you, Heather? Where can people find you? Yeah, um, so I do have a blog with my best friend, Jen, called The Best Friend Book Club. And you can find us at thebestfriendbookclub.com. Uh, and then you can also follow me on my personal Instagram. It's webheather underscore. Very cool. And have we convinced you to do your own podcast yet? <laughs> Oh, I may in the future, uh, because this is a thing I did a dumb joke about on Facebook, I may be doing an Olsen Twins podcast. Wait, say that again? I may be doing a podcast with a friend of mine, uh, Kimberly, if you know her from, 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 you know, uh, fandom, um, uh, called, uh, this does not exist yet, um, but we might be doing a podcast called It Takes Two, where we go through the entire Olsen Twins. I saw you post about body that. Body of work. Totally on board for Because I don't think it's been done. And uh, as someone who has watched a significant portion of their 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 uh, work, I I kind of want I kind of want to go down this rabbit hole. Please do because I miss that body of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would totally listen anyway. to that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, as for us, you can find us on judgingbookcovers.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at JBC Podcast. Instagram is Judging Book Covers Podcast. Tune in in two weeks where I'll have two new guests and we will be probably crying over uh, Gray by E.L. James. Oh, and I have two other podcasts. I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast. Um, season three of Fable List just started. We are doing donkey skin. So if you want to hear me slightly inebriated because you cannot talk about this story sober. Oh my God. Um, um, I like just like just today learned what that story was about. It's very upsetting. Yeah, it's very yeah, upsetting. Um, the original fairy tale is only 28 pages and it's okay. Um, then you read Robin McKinley's Deerskin, which will come out the Tuesday after this episode. Oh, and no. Robin McKinley went, cool, that's bad. Let me make this a thousand times worse. Oh, no. <laughs> but also, it's a really good rape survival story. So, there's a lot of drinking that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then my other podcast is A Handbook for a Handbook for Mortals, where my friend James and I go through this book chapter by chapter. Oh my god, it's delightful. And... I love that podcast so much. <laughs> I just started listening to it. It's so good. What'd you say? Oh, I just started listening to it. It's really good. <laughs> we feel like we finally hit our groove this past episode, uh, despite me, like, yelling at James because he interrupts me and, like, jumps way ahead in the chapter. But uh-huh. outside of that, like, we have a blast. It's such a, like, I think we've compared the book to be in a BDSM book. <laughs> Um, <laughs> was in the most recent episode where you discuss uh, LSD. Oh God, yes. James like <laughs> promotes shrooms and other forms of drug usage unless you're like underage and please don't. And uh, consensual looking, that's the other part of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Had an entire weekend of like, let me talk about creepy guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I have no idea what this next chapter is about, but it'll be great. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, thank you both for being on. Um, other than that, thank you both again, and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>